Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Every two weeks, we speak to my good friend Michael Tobe. And Michael's a columnist for Troy Media and Looney Politics, contributor to the National Post and the Washington Times, former speechwriter to Prime Minister Stephen Harper, and uh, Michael's current column in the National Post is this, is Pierre Polyev the second coming of Stephen Harper? Well, let's talk to Michael about that, and we'll get into more of the political discussions with uh, our also great friend, Dwayne Bratz, professor of political science at Mount Royal University in calgary so michael we're going to talk a bit of politics here we have about four and a half minutes we'll talk politics and then we're going to talk a little sports so what's the case to be made for pierre polyev and is he the second coming of stephen harper yeah he may be the second coming of stephen harper i think he's starting to look like that and the way i defined it in my column to the national post is he basically he looks like harper in the sense that it's a right-leaning politician who various elites, mostly on the progressive side or liberal side, always felt would never be able to resonate with voters for a litany of reasons, be it personality, policies, whatnot. But that same person exceeded expectations by focusing on particular issues that truly mattered to Canadians. And in particular, they were issues that the elites themselves did not think were important or relevant. And two of them that I address in my column are um, one of them obviously deals with Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency. That's a big thing that Pierre Polyever has been talking about. And to be fair, I don't believe in purchasing Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I, I've never been supportive of it because the ends and the means are highly questionable, and I don't know if you can really make something out of nothing. But for a lot of millennials, Gen Z voters, and other younger Canadians, they see cryptocurrency as the one chance they have to sort of get properly involved in the free market economy, and if they are interested in such, to buy a home, buy a, buy a car, or buy material possessions that matter to generations like you, yours and mine, Roy, but for a lot of younger people, it's not of primary importance, at least certainly not for millennials anyway. I think it's actually interesting to talk about it from an intellectual point of view, and as we know, countries like El Salvador have actually made it one of its primary currencies. Bitcoin is on the same level in El Salvador that the U.S. dollar is. Now, obviously, El Salvador's economy was being shattered at that time. So, you know, they had to look for an alternative financially. But it is interesting that it's happening that way. And the other one, very quickly, is, as people may have seen or some of your listeners may have seen, is the housing market. And that's what Pierre Polyevra focused on in a near five-minute video that has now received well over 300,000 views and actually ask a very simple question. Why can Canadians not purchase a house where you see Mr. Paulie ever standing beside a home that is valued at $4.8 million in the Vancouver, B.C. area, which, you know, is a very small home and obviously a ton of need of work. It probably would be torn down and built into something else. And what he basically goes through is how you have to sort of look at different people and blame different groups, one of them being the federal government, the way they manage this issue, 
and also the gatekeepers, which are more on a local or municipal level, who have made it so difficult with various property taxes and rising rates in terms of the housing market that you have priced out an enormous amount of Canadians, an enormous amount of people. He, Michael, he, he's a very he's a very clever guy. We'll we'll do the sports thing next time because we we don't have time. We have sure. a minute here, but he's a very clever strategist. And from the very beginning, when he had that first. Uh, music behind him, uh, announcement that he was running. It yeah. was, I'm running for Prime Minister of Canada. He pushed all of the other potential contenders for the leadership of the Conservative Party to the side. He was already saying, they're not relevant. I am. I'm running for Prime Minister. Done. Yep, exactly. Very clever. Very clever. It, it, it's extremely clever, and it's working out. If you look at polling right now, he has anywhere from a 35 to a 40-point lead in certain polls, including one that was brought out by a division of Ecos just recently. So it, it clearly is resonating with a lot of people. It's obviously resonating with conservative supporters and party members, but it's also resonating with a lot of people who have not traditionally voted conservative and are looking for an alternative to the Liberal Party and the Liberal government well, and we'll... he's presenting it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 